Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast, where we strive to provide great preaching and teaching so that listeners will discover or rediscover the goodness, truth, and beauty of our Catholic faith. If you are interested in supporting the work we are doing, visit us at drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are inspired, uplifted, and encouraged. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the Litany of Trust. My name is Father Adam Potter, and today we've come to the very last day, day 30 of our 30-day retreat, where we pray, Jesus, I trust in you, the blessing of openness. Well, just a couple preliminary comments to say uh, what a gift it's been to be able to journey with you. Uh, For these last 30 days, you all have had uh, the double opportunity to grow in trust, not only in opening up your heart to the Lord and His grace for this 30-day retreat, um, but also to trusting in me, which is very humbling, super humbling, in fact, and just to uh, appreciate that, um, yeah, you've you've been open to letting me be a guide on this journey towards your relationship with the Lord. And as with any relationship, it's impossible to have any depth or authenticity without trust. And so uh, I'm honored to have been your guide and to come with you this far. I want to encourage you to finish strong, as I've been saying. Um, Yeah, to make a good confession, to find a, a mass, to really enter in wholeheartedly, with confidence, huh? That's that's the important disposition of confidence and openness of what the Lord wants to do in you. As you've been so generous with Him, how much more generous does He want to be with you? We say the Lord is never outdone in generosity, and hardly we give Him an opportunity to really be generous. So, how about now? How about now? And then afterwards to find a, a place, a quiet time in front of a, an image or altar or even the blessed sacrament itself and to really pray this litany of trust that uh, you've come to be very familiar with, I would imagine, over these last 30 days and to pray it, asking for the grace to completely entrust yourself to the Lord, holding nothing back. And at that point, you trust and give it to him and to allow him to work out your own salvation uh, in his own ways and all the hidden ways that that he desires to, to really um, transform you. So I think this last podcast will be a short one, but to appreciate the real blessing of, of openness. It's the idea of maybe the new wineskin it's the, the old wineskin that when it's filled with new wine will stretch and burst. Um, but it's the new wineskin that actually has the ability to stretch and to expand, to receive the, the new wine and to be its authentic basin. And the Lord, I, I imagine, if you've been going through this with an openness, has been expanding your heart along the way and maybe in some difficult ways, painful ways, maybe in some enlightening ways, 
and and to really appreciate all the ways that in his mercy he just carves out more and more of that junk that is in our hearts that keep him from having more room to be poured in. And so in a, a way that as we come to the end, we come to this place where he desires just to pour his life, his love, his truth, and his mercy into our hearts and that we might have the, the grace of being open. I so appreciate that the way Sister Faustina ends this retreat is bringing us to the cross, that the place Jesus meets us most intimately is on the cross. And it's there that we're invited with our Blessed Mother, with John the Beloved, to be open. Be open that with the the foundation of trust, we're open to the Lord being victorious, the Lord uh, surprising us, the Lord having more to give and the blood and water to pour forth and to fill us and to cleanse us. And that why does he want to meet us at the cross? Well, it's at the cross where the ultimate victory is won. And it's there that the floodgates of grace are open wide. And it's there through these floodgates that we have access to the blessed life, the Beatitudes. And so in this um, last paragraph on page 191, she says this, The invitation of the Beatitudes is to live by allowing the pierced places of our hearts to be the place of encounter with Jesus in his wealth of infinite mercy. While we will suffer in this life, we will learn, we can trust, because we find a love that makes us whole, whatever we've been through. We see our pierced heart as a doorway to receiving a wider share of his heart, becoming a vessel of that love for others. Living the Beatitudes is in fact the flowing out of God's love through us to the world. Truly in him, we will be forever blessed. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful insight into the, yeah, or the life that we're, we're called to live? Um, I remember someone describing this as an insight into the way that Michelangelo, the Renaissance painter, sculptor, depicted the Pieta of our Blessed Mother holding Jesus uh, after he has been crucified, taken down from the cross, is now laying in her arms. The way that Michelangelo depicts Mary holding Jesus is heart to heart. It's as if his heart is still held up to her own her own heart. And yet there's also this openness, this offering through the pure side of Jesus that his heart has access to be poured out for us too. And this is a an incredible image of the church that Mary is really this place where the the body of Christ is offered to us. Uh, it's through the church we have access to Jesus Christ in a real, profound, tangible way through these um, sacramental graces. And at the same time, it's spiritually true as, as well about how you and I, are invited to really see Mary as this model disciple of not being afraid of the allowing her pierced heart that Simeon prophesied 
a sword will pierce your own heart too, so the secret thoughts of many may be laid bare. And although not physically did she have her heart pierced, spiritually as that lance went through her son's heart, in a mystical way it went through her heart first, and that she as a mother is so united to her son in that passion that she shares in that. And so her her blessedness is being able to be united, uniting her woundedness to Jesus and allowing that to be this offering, this source of grace flowing out to the whole church, to the whole world. And so you and I are, are invited to that as well, that we would not fear our own wounds. This is the glory of Jesus Christ rising from the dead and keeping his wounds. Those profoundly struck by this just last Easter, thinking about this. I don't know why it had never struck me before that out of all the wounds that Jesus is healed from, I mean, think about how many hundreds of lacerations, whip scourges, (coughs) excuse me, that uh, Jesus rises from the dead. And by all accounts, it sounds like has no lacerations to his body anymore, right? Like is healed except for these wounds in his hands and feet and side. Well, why did he keep those? Why didn't he allow the grace of the resurrection to completely heal and cover up and mend even those nail marks? Were those so profoundly more interior or intense? I don't think so. I think there's a lesson there that in our hands that can take and give and our feet that can lead us and lead others and our heart, our side that has the ability to give and to receive love. These all have access points to accepting suffering, accepting the cross and being united to Jesus that in Every, every way that we give and take, walk, and love, we're able to be united to Jesus on the cross. So, beautiful, right? This is actually the life of a beatitude, to be poor in spirit, to mourn, to be meek, to not be afraid, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed, he says, are the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for my sake. It's through the cross that we come to experience the full beatitude, the blessed life. And, and that comes through an acceptance, uh, a trust of the cross, and an acceptance of the, the sufferings in our own life, united to the Lord, that bring about this glorious redemption, an opportunity for real love and a life that is mystically united to the Lord. So Mary doesn't get too much of a of an emphasis throughout this book, but she's a great one to entrust ourselves to. She is trustworthy for the Heavenly Father entrusted his entire self to the Blessed Mother. And if she's trustworthy for God the Father, then she's trustworthy for us, for us to go to as well and to ask for intercession, especially in those places where we're most insecure, weak, uh, um, unsure, uncertain, 
not understanding, that we might continue to go to Mary and ask for her guidance, for her help, her insight, and maybe just her presence, that she might stand right next to us, giving us that, that strength and that courage to not run away from the cross and not run away from the depths of a relationship that her son Jesus is inviting you into through complete trust. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Litany of Trust. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering, united to your own, will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the grace I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Drybones Ministries, events, and initiatives, and to support this podcast, go to drybonespgh.org. Thanks, and God bless you.